0: on Meridian Road.
1: It's 6 o'clock. Always a good time to call Baird Brothers. Traditional craftsmanship, timeless style. Online at BairdBrothers.com. News Radio 570 WKBN. Youngstown's News, Weather, and Talk Station.
2: Fox News Radio, I'm Jane Metzler. President Trump naming a replacement for General Mike Flynn, who resigned last Monday.
1: General H.R. McMaster will become the national security advisor.
2: The Army General, a West Point graduate who fought in Iraq, Afghanistan, and the Persian Gulf War. Protests against Mr. Trump in several cities on this President's Day. We want to be here. The demonstrations giving this national holiday another name. Fox's Grinnell Scott has the details live.
3: Jane, some in every region of the country observed Not My President's Day today. Chance against President Trump rang out in Washington, D.C. and Atlanta. Outside
4: a Trump hotel in New York, Jan Eiteval from Holland said this presidency could have far-reaching effects.
1: America is the most powerful nation of the world. And if uh, Trump is the president's it's not so good for the whole
4: world. Like New York, Chicagoans picked a rally just outside a Trump property, while in Salt Lake City, marchers attacked the president's stances on free speech and the environment, among
2: other issues, Jane. Thanks, Grinnell. In Northern California, they're focused on the weather, especially people living near the nation's tallest dam. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal, live with the latest. Jane, an evacuation warning is in place, but not in order like there was a week ago. Nearly 200,000 people were told to get out of their homes near the overflowing Oroville Dam
4: then, and Butte County Sheriff Corey Honey says he's aware of the chaos that caused
0: we are developing
3: criteria that would allow us uh, to uh, warn the public of a potential need to evacuate much much earlier than we had before
2: and the department of water resources is expecting more water to come into the reservoir because of stormy weather but they say they've been lowering the water level so much they're keeping their water release rate the same for now jane thanks jessica fox news radio fair and balanced
3: men if you're like me you appreciate the feeling of a clean, smooth shave from a quality blade. The sort of shave that cuts clean, without the burn. So why are you messing around with generic razors that cost 32 bucks for an 8-pack when you can shave with Harry's high-quality German-engineered blades for half the price? And because Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades, they'll send you their most popular set, Complete with a razor, one of their world-famous blades, shaving cream, and post-shave balm for free if you cover shipping. A total value of $20 at no cost to you. With code 1165 at checkout, their way of saying thank you for trying them. How is Harry's able to save you all this money and still give you the best shave you'll ever enjoy? By owning the factory that manufactures the blades. That's how. Go to harrys.com now and enter code 1165 at checkout. To claim your free trial set and post a balm, that's Harrys.com. Code.
1: Our next update at six thirty. Just ahead, more stimulating talk from the charlie's Digital Studios. Nine ninety nine menu, nine great meals, one great price. O'Charlies. Right. Who's on and when? See our on air lineup when you go to 570wkbn.com. Brought to you by Burnett Pools, spas, and hot tubs. The Storm Team 27 forecast is brought to you by Mazza Heating and Cooling in Girard, your authorized pride dealer. Need a furnace checkup? Call Maza.
3: Mild temperatures sticking around overnight, scattered clouds, lows falling to around 40. Staying mostly cloudy Tuesday, chance of a shower, especially late day into the evening, highs in the low 60s. With your Storm Team 27 forecast, I'm meteorologist Paul Wetzel. Temperature 55 degrees. The following is a
1: paid program and does not necessarily represent the views of iHearts Media.
3: Securities and advisory services offered through Investicorp, member FINRA, SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. This is the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show. From News Radio 570 WKBN
0: and Ron Verb, let's go talk with John Arnold here on this. Uh, nights and find out how things are going. The market closed today, John, but uh, in general, the trend has been pretty terrific. Right, good times.
4: Yeah, it's overwhelmingly <clears throat> overwhelmingly good. As a matter of fact, I'm advising folks that are uh, you know that are on top of it, including myself, that it's it's probably time to take some profits. I believe the term I believe means non guaranteed. By the way, I believe that a market downturn. Within the next ten trading days is imminent. I mean, five to six percent imminent. So, if you have a nice gain and you should since November, uh, I know I'm taking my, my clients off the table. And, and and another thing is we got a lot of clients from the show and referrals from in the past two months. And I'll be honest with you, I, I'm looking forward to a pullback because, except for a couple positions in banking and some other things we, we put in uh, on the you know sliced it up with. We've been sitting in cash because I know, I know, and I shouldn't say I know, but I'm very confident in how we put the money in. In January, February, we would have started out for a year to loss because it has nowhere to go but down. All right.
0: So, why do you anticipate that happening? Uh, uh, I mean, what's your thinking? You said within what the next ten business days.
4: The next ten trading days, I think you're going to see a major, major pullback, um, similar to opposite of what you've seen in. Two thousand sixteen. in 2016, if you remember, we had a, uh, a really, really, as a matter of fact, we had the worst January ever in the history of the market. Uh, we, the market had lost 18% in one month. Uh, by by January 18th, area 19th, it looked it, it looked like Armageddon. It looked like a new, another 2008 market crash. If you remember, we had taken our clients off the sidelines and put them on the sidelines, and we had suffered a 7 to 10% loss. Tried to, you know, obviously we sheltered from the, um, the, 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 the more of the 8% loss, so that was good, but everybody obviously, you know, moans and whines, and you know what, that they lost anything, and I tell them you shouldn't be in the stock market if that's how you feel. But um, we did a good job of, of, of sheltering those losses. The problem was at the end of February, beginning of March, the market rocketed up. And I mean, when I say rocketed, I mean as if, like, you had a bottle rocket and straight up to the sky rocketed. Uh, and recovered all those gains within say five weeks. So you know we, we kind of had egg on our face at, at the end of that five weeks because I had put people back in the market uh, somewhere in the end of February, so we missed the ride up. Um, so it, it looked we didn't hurt them or, or, we didn't hurt them and we didn't help them at the same time. We just we just shouted, I guess their emotions. But I wasn't willing to take a chance and I still am not. Uh, that's what you pay a manager for. And, uh, so I think the exact opposite's coming, Ron, to, to answer your question. I think you're going to see significant, significant decline in the market, uh, within, in the start of it, I should say, the next two weeks. This, I do not believe this is a market crash. That doesn't mean you call your broker or your advisor and run for the hills and, and get all anxious and pissed off. You don't do that. You just, you take some games off the table, make a plan, um, call him or her. You know, ask them what they think, because the, tr- the truth of the matter is, I'm guessing. But based on my charting system, I'm very, very adamant and very, very confident that you're going to see a pullback. And it has nothing to do with who the president is of the United States, which, which people get wrapped up into, which drives me nuts. Uh, it's, just, it's just simple math. It's simple volume in the market. I think the sellers are about to take control. All
0: right. So, would you say that it's driven in large part, John, by you know the market has seen these terrific highs and people are looking, saying, "Man, I've made a made a bunch of money here. Now I'm going to sell some of it and take some of it out." And that that's kind of what's going to bring this on. Is that accurate?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be a major profit taking. I think something significant, uh, news wise, uh, is probably going to break. And maybe it might be a war that breaks out of the Middle East. It might be. Uh, some terrorist attacks somewhere. There's going to be something that is a catalyst here. But I will tell you this. I can't prove it. This is completely hypothetical. I think big money knows what's in play. I think big money knows what's out there, what's coming. I think that they're heading to the sidelines as well. Um, they're, they're, you know, obviously they get, I think they get the news or, or maybe preemptive news compared to the average consumer like you and I probably about 10 days before. But uh, what I'm very cautious of is this, is this, overzealous, overconfident, over positive market. And by the way, I do believe we're gonna end up in a bullish year. And I do believe that we're gonna we're still in a bull market. However, if you're if you're trying to manage the money and you're trying to avoid um you know, avoid, you know somewhat of a mini heart attack in the market and you're the kind of person that can't look at their statements and, and, and say, oh, you know what, you know, we lost four percent or five percent of their game then here's a here's here's a perfect opportunity. Take it off the table Take your gains at the table. Yes, if you're in a non-IRA, you will have a taxable consequence, no doubt. Um, but that's the way it goes. And if and I have people all the time get pissed off. Well, i got to pay this in taxes. I got, You know what? That's a good problem to have. That would be, like, be like being mad at your employer because they gave you the paycheck. So look at the big picture. Um, if you have to pay taxes on your large gains, so be it. It's better than losing. Um, and, uh, and and losing some of your loss, especially if you could play the thing, and get it at a value price after the fallback. Why? Do,
0: uh, why do you think the market has been doing so well? Give me your analysis as to why. I mean, is it Trump? Is it what, what is what, what's going on here when we're seeing these days of some record days?
4: Uh, I think it's I think it's a lot of confidence due to Trump. Uh, you know, there's, there was a. I try to stay completely unbiased and political on the show. I do, but it somehow infiltrates into my my, my 60 minutes here. So, But without, without being biased at all, and I'm pro-Trump, without being biased, there's a reason why the guy got elected. And the reason why the guy got elected is because there's a majority of people in this country, across the country, due to electoral colleges, said, I feel this guy is what we need. Uh, and, and so that means that uh, people are bullish about what he's going to do for the economy. I think, in, in defense of Barack Obama, I think the guy did a pretty good job compared pretty the deck of cards he got played. However, the difference between America and Europe is we're not happy with bare minimum. we're not happy with average. This country is a capitalist country. It's a, it's a kick-ass country. It's, it's the, it always wants to achieve better and bigger, and, and that's what makes us great. And, uh, you know, that, that's Donald Trump fits that platform. He's saying, hey, you know, $15 an hour, is are going to cut it. What we're going to do is we're going to try to bring back, you know, high-paying jobs, good benefits, fair wages. Okay. Uh, and, like, he always preaches, America first. And, and I think that, that that particular positive energy is definitely, you know, octopus out throughout the country. Uh, you, you know, even with the naysayers, you say what you want. That's the reason. So I think there's a heavy confidence. But the other thing that I – but more importantly – off the political subject altogether. More importantly, uh, why I feel that was is without November and December, 2016 was a loser. Um, I, I uh, <clears throat> so I was looking at some of our clients' gains and losses. So if you would have just if we had packed it up and say maybe April, we would have had a we would have had a, a pretty steady loss because well, we we had took the loss on January 18th, moved out before we took heavier losses, market recovered, kind of was sideways uh, it trickled up here and there, really sideways market and then but we made majority of our gains and ended up with a great year by you know after the election with Trump in in and obviously book ended with that Santa Claus rally. so without that December and January, excuse me without that November December effect, we probably produce a poor result for our clients in two thousand and sixteen. How that relates to your question is this: so <clears throat> we were due. We were due for a, a a two to five month bull run. That's how this that's how this, this stock market's been running. If you look at previous years, for the past ten years, this thing will go up four or five straight months on a crazy gorilla bull market, and then either go sideways or give you a drastic downturn, maybe six to eight percent on the on the pullback. And then it, and then it levels off and it does a cycle again. I think we hit that cycle of just really great bull market months, and 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 I think it's due to answer your question. I think it's due, um, where it, it, I should say I think it was due from 2016's overall mediocre performance to be to be honest with you. If you take out November and December 2016, you don't have a really good return for 2016. So it was due. Sorry to be repetitive.
0: No, I. I mean, I'm trying. So, is uh, two things. One, it sounds like you're talking a little bit like almost a pattern. Uh, 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 is that accurate to say? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean,
4: uh, you you can interchange the word cycle and pattern in our in our in in those dictionary terms in the market and uh, in the financial advisory world. Yeah. Okay. Yes.
0: All right, and and then another thing is, do you think though? I mean, as as uh, Trump continues to talk about getting rid of regulation, is that helping? You know, get the market to go up. You know, it seem it it seems to me, and and I I, I would have to look. I haven't seen any consumer confidence stuff. It just seems to me that there's two feelings that are out there, and I'd like you to talk about this from your perspective both uh, here in Ohio and your perspective from Florida. There's two There's two perspectives that are out there. There's either people that are very optimistic because the guy's going to work on American economy and jobs and, uh, you know, health care costs and getting rid right or two regulations for every new regulation, and business likes that a lot. There seems to be a lot of enthusiasm there, and on the other hands, there seems also to be a lot of concern over. Uh, there also seems to be a lot of people that are very cautious in the business world. Give me your your rundown on both of those scenarios and what you think and what you see, both from an Ohio and Florida perspective and a worldwide one.
4: Well, I'm, I'm I'm in I'm, I'm in Palm Beach slash Jupiter as we speak, and I can tell you I and, and I mean this completely. Without being insulting to you or the listeners, I don't know one person that's that's negative. I can honestly tell you that look in the eye, sign in blood, in front of a priest, and say I don't know any one person that is negative or pessimistic about business or the economy. The problem that they're having down here is they don't have they can't find enough good decent workers down here to fulfill the jobs. There's so many jobs and they're good paying jobs. Um and and. and Honestly, the, it, it's very frustrating for the business owners, business owners down here because there is a island type uh um, hey dude type, pers- you know, personality here with the workforce because is an extremely it's an extremely wealthy area. The, the kids graduating college um after they get out of college, a lot of it's their first job. A lot of them been sheltered. A lot of them just frankly say screw it and they just want to go to the beach and surf or fish. Uh, and to be honest with you, when I walk the beach, it's hard to say where they're going wrong, but it's really hard for the small businessman and woman down here in Palm Beach to find really good people. i put it this way. The hospitals down here, Jupiter Medical Center, et cetera, et cetera, I can tell you they're, they recruit very heavily and, and very aggressively in Midwest, like Ohio, because our students and our workers are so much better as far as training, but more importantly, work ethic. So how that really circles back to what you're talking about is, I could tell you firsthand, there is no pessimism. pessimism. As a matter of fact, the only thing that I hear is, what are we going to do? What are we going to do to slow this thing down? Because I live in Jupiter, and I could tell you, when I moved here eight years ago, it, it was only a one, Indiantown Road was only a one-lane road each way. Now it's a four-lane road. Traffic's backed up for, it seems, miles upon red lights. And it's because the damn Indian Town Road, which is the main, that's that's the equivalent of R two twenty four, is literally littered with with businesses going up left and right. We used to be able to pull out and go to a restaurant at four thirty from my house and be at the restaurant at, say quarter to five. Now you can count on maybe being there at five fifteen to five thirty, simply because of the business traffic and there's just so many people working, and so much retail buying, and so many services being bought, and then. I can also tell you from a Youngstown perspective, because I just flew up there uh, last week and seen a bunch of clients. The Youngstown perspective is my clients are very, very uh, very confident. Some of my business clients, my retail worker clients, very confident. My labor union clients, very confident. Uh, The only pessimism I hear on, on, on the street, so to speak, is, you know, they don't like the way the guy talks when I talk about Trump. They don't like the way you know, his. I guess he's a little bit anti-liberal on some views and socially. I get it. Believe it or not, I, I agree with some of those stances as well. But you know what? I'm. But I I, I say this constantly. It, I don't care if you're black, white, Asian, yellow, Indian, whatever you have. When you're bringing home a paycheck and you're feeding your family, and you're able to take them out to eat, or you're able to take them to a movie, you're able to buy the family a nice decent car and put some money in the in the vacation fund. You're much happier. Them being miserable uh, without the job, so you can you, you can have all the social issues you want. I'm for the guy that's going to bring the, the jobs and 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 the positive energy and the the paychecks to my friends and my family and especially my clients. And I think that's how them, that's how Youngstown feels, doing the truth. And uh, it, it's it, it's aggravating as a businessman to see what Jupiter is in Palm Beach and what we can have if we just kind of get out of our own way. But The business clientele that I have, and there's a lot of them, both worker and business owner are very positive about the future.
0: So, so there is, is there then a little bit of a Trump effect, John? I mean, you know, is, is that as a result of, like, you know, when I read about Ford and these places saying, well, they're going to make an investment in America because they like what he's saying about getting rid of regulation and, uh, out of fear of tariffs and this kind of stuff. Is there a Trump effect then that, that, that they're talking there's to ab- you about?
4: There absolutely is a Trump effect. The big pet, the, if there's one big, like, bullseye pessimistic wise, like like putting the tail on the donkey on, on just, all right, what can we say negative about what Trump's going to do? There's a big inflation fear there. You know, if things are going too good, like with China, what was going on with China, China had ramped up inflation and imploded. That very well could happen to us. You know, with, with too many jobs and, and too much pay, there's too much confidence, and consumers' confidence, and then inflation rises. And before you know it, you're paying 8 bucks for a loaf of bread. And you know obviously our 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 market and our economy you no know economy's built to pay dollars for bread and milk uh, that's the only fear, but you know with interest rates where they're at, I think they're going to I think they're going to slowly raise them and I mean slowly um, but the the main the main the main concern on Wall Street is an ISIS attack and then blow and a bond market blow up. If we could avoid those two things, uh I think we're going to have a, a great run here for the next two decades.
0: Do you think and and I am hearing the same thing that you you are as far as interest rate increases. What are your thoughts about, you know, we went for how many years John, you know, where where there was a constant discussion of what will the Fed do, what will the Fed do. And if you remember on the broadcast you would constantly say they're going to do nothing. They're, you know, it's all talk, no action. They're not mm-hmm. going to raise it or anything like that and they never did. Well, they you know, towards the end of Obama's term they decided to raise things uh, because of you know, what a fear of inflation or they thought they was doing so well what are your thoughts about do you think that the fed and i'm hearing conversations that the fed will raise interest rates again is that a good idea or bad idea and can that detrimentally affect the economy too as these rates go up just some thoughts please
4: no i i, I, I don't i'm neutral on the stance and so I, I, I can already tell you in my firm belief you know if, like if there's a sword to my throat do i do i have to make a decision on the next you know, on interest rates the next four quarters I think for the next four quarters, my answer is yes. I think they raise them, and then they continue to raise them. They're probably going to raise them to the maybe 35 to 4%, to be honest with you. I think that's where the, I think that's where the breakout's going to be. Um, but do I think that that's going to hurt? You know, Is that going to cause a slowdown in economic production of the United States? No. And GDP? No. Just the opposite. I think it's going to have an opposite effect, which could be also be scary with the inflationary environment. If you're saying – if Jamie Yellen's saying – And the Federal Reserve is saying, and if it's not manipulated, by the way, and that's the key word, manipulated, that we can stand on our own two feet, banks are going to say, well, you know what, we're going to lend more, especially with Trump deregulating banks. So, you know, we're going to lend more because obviously if the Fed believes that the the country can stand on its own two feet, then we as banks think we can make our move. Uh, We can offer more business loans. We can offer uh, better margins on our CD and interest rates. Uh, As far as savings accounts goes, we can be more attractive to the consumer overall. And, oh, by the way, for the past eight years, we've destroyed the customer service end of our business, Uh, but in lieu of uh, payroll deduction, and now we got you both ways. So we got you where you're only seeing maybe two tellers at a time, but you're still depositing assets with us. And, oh, by the way, now we can be attractive on CDs, we can be attractive on savings accounts, and we can be more lucrat- more liberal in our home lending. Um, so I, I see, I see uh, that actually, rever- you know, actually, from a true chess-, chess playing perspective, that could end up hurting us, believe it or not, in a different way. If there's too much confidence in the market injected by the Fed with an interest rate increase, you really got to think about that. Wow, that really could spark an inflation rise overnight. So they got to be slow in what they do. I think it's going to happen regardless, but they got to be slow in what they do, and they got to be methodical. More importantly, rational. And uh, that's the way I think it's going to go, Ron. And
0: do you see an infl- inflation being a factor, or what are your thoughts on that?
4: I do, but I don't see it for like two and a half, three years. But I do, I do see it coming. <clears throat> at, the, at the end of the day, if you got a if you got a rip roaring economy and you got a rip roaring, you know. GDP and you, we're just conquering other countries, uh, in trade, which by the way, it's, I, which is what I think is going to happen. You are going to have, uh, retail bumping prices up because they're going to say, you know what? Consumers want it. They're going to come get it. And I think we can make these margins on it. And that's just the way it's going to go. And, and if you don't believe me, you know, you, you, you can go, I don't know, uh, to a movie now. And the movie, I think it's $15, $16 a ticket. I remember when I was a kid, my parents say, "Man, I'm not paying five, six dollars to go see a movie." Now they convince people to go see a movie and pay five dollars for a drink and ten dollars for a popcorn. My point in telling you that is, in that scenario, in that example, is people are going to pay because there's somebody out there willing to pay it. And and I think that that's what's going to cause inflation. So I think it's going to happen, but I don't think it's imminent. I think it's two and a half, three years away. And. Uh, you know, obviously, you got to be prepared for that. Got to make your savings increase.
0: And uh, is it is it a bad time? I mean, for is uh, explain to me with your current clients, with the market setting these highs. Then did I catch you correctly when you started off that a lot of times you're setting on the sidelines now, waiting for this a market downturn to put people into the market?
4: No, 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 no. So right now, <clears throat> our clients got a significant gain. Um, from, the, from the specific sectors I put them in, and I, I would say, to be fair, most financial advisors have their clients have got mo- gains since November. I think mean, we got some better than average ones because of the particular sectors we were in, with banking and building and industry, et cetera. They're aligned with the Trump industry or Trump campaign. But, um, but I would say, to be fair, all financial advisors probably had a nice, nice couple months. But what I was saying as I was waiting is, is we got, you know, we get, we get about an average of fifteen to twenty clients a month new between the show between referrals and I, you know, I belong to various organizations etc and it's just the way it goes my, my business is, has inertia like that um, on the new clients that we've got from January to to say to say today I've like have been a stock picker here and there i I've, I've, I've injected them a little bit into some things but we've been actually in cash and I and I know and they haven't said it but I know you know, they're probably looking at me with, like, a weird eye because, like, they're hearing, like, well, so-and-so made X amount of dollars. Well, the truth is, like I said before, I've learned my lesson the hard way and I'm staying disciplined. I'm not putting people into a market that's very high anymore. Uh, they pay me to make the best advice, uh, to give them the best advice I can, and that's exactly what we're going to do. And what we're so the new clients, i say 60 to 75% of their money has been sitting in cash, just kind of twirling its thumb because I'm waiting for this – what I think is going to be a hard pullback. If we put them in January and in, in the market, you know, obviously gets a substantial decline. Starting that relationship off at a minus five or six percent, and you're paying us a fee to do it is very sour. And it, and it's, and if they stay with us, it takes months to years to recover. So as a businessman, I'm saying in, in to protect the clients, what we do, is we use common sense. We use charting and say, you know, let's wait our turn. If we wait our turn and be disciplined here. Discipline being the key word, I think I can. I think I can pump you out again here at the end of the year. we so going high. All we're going to do is make up losses, and the relationship's going to be salty, and that's not good for either the client or the, or the advisor. Did I lose you, Ron? No,
0: no. I'm going. I'm pausing for the break. Hang on there, John. I'll come back with more. Thanks. And we'll t- pick it up with John Arnold, second part. News Radio Five Seventy WKBN. Stay with us live from Stadium GM.
1: It's six thirty.
2: This is a Bloomberg Market Minute. You can't escape the President's Day ads, sales of everything from clothing to furniture to cars, all designed to get you to spend your money inside their stores. But now you don't have to go there to buy what you want. And suddenly, everything old may start to look new again. Oh, the Wells Fargo wagon is a- coming down the street. Oh, please it
4: sort of is coming B40. full circle.
2: Ken Perkins is president of Retail Metrics.
4: Previously, you'd have ordered and have it delivered, and now you're, you're doing it again.
2: This time with a twist, delivery's a lot faster. If
4: you're living in an urban area, it's within an hour, in some instances. Amazon
2: is providing delivery. Perkins says like companies closing down stores you're starting to see malls go away too. He says we may end up with maybe about 300 of them across the U.S. The rest well you may not find stores as their tenants.
4: Certainly entertainment options for consumers to go whether it's a sky zone. He
2: says they won't have enough retail tenants to bring people in. I'm Joan Doniger, Bloomberg Radio. We get- Fox News Radio, I'm Carmen Roberts. Another job filled at the White House.
1: General H.R. McMaster will become the National Security Advisor.
2: President Trump making that announcement this afternoon at his Florida resort.
1: McMaster, who is the director of the Army Capabilities Integration Center, has been calling for a larger and better-equipped army to face growing threats to national security.
2: Fox's John Decker, McMaster replaces retired General Michael Flynn, who was ousted last week. And a California traffic accident turns into a shootout with police, leaving one officer dead and another, wounded.
4: They had no idea the car was stolen or that this guy might be involved in more criminal activity.
2: Lieutenant John Carino with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. The Whittier police officers shot and injured the gunman who is now in custody. Fox News, we report, you decide.
1: update at 7. Just ahead, more stimulating talk from the O'Charlie's Digital Studios. Nine ninety nine 99 menu, nine great meals, one great price. O'Charlie's. The Storm Team 27 forecast is brought to you by Mazza Heating and Cooling in Girard, your authorized Bryant dealer.
3: Don't be left out in the cold. Call Mazza. Mild temperatures sticking around overnight, scattered clouds, lows falling to around 40, Staying mostly cloudy Tuesday, chance of a shower, especially late day into the evening, highs in the low 60s. With your Storm Team 27 forecast, I'm meteorologist Paul Wetzel. Currently 54. Securities and advisory services offered through InvestiCorp, member FINRA SIPC. Information provided during the J. Arnold Wealth Management Company show is intended for informational purposes only and should not be considered advice. Please consult with your own investment advisor or tax advisor before making any investment decisions. Now back to the J. Arnold Wealth Management Show.
0: On News Radio 570 WKBN, KBN segment number two with John Arnold. And so, John, I know that you you liked uh, one of the segments. You like is uh, is healthcare. Is that still a, a sector you like, John?
4: Yeah, I do. I do. It's been slow coming. I mean, we got a positive gain on that sector, but the dividend's really carrying it. Um, it's, it's really took a hit as far as the capital appreciation because healthcare and biotech. And I'm in healthcare, by the way. But it's all conglomerated or basically commingled together as an industry. Uh, that The Trump administration is uh, looked as a negative to that particular sector. I believe it's a good sector to be in uh, if you buy it right. Still do. I think the Trump's probably going to carve. The Trump administration is going to carve out the, the bad things about Affordable Care Act and then plug in the good ones, and you're going to have something that probably makes common sense because we. I think even liberals and Democrats on the left say, yeah, this thing is unaffordable for a lot of families paying. I could tell you, man, I'm 41. My wife's 36, 35, excuse me. She's going to kill me. And uh, we have a 4-year-old and a 1-year-old. We're paying 1300 bucks a month for an average plan for medical mutual, and it's, it's nonsense. Um, <clears throat> so I'm hoping that, you know, him plugging in and carving out whatever he's going to do, we get a we get a common sense uh, act that, that helps both sides of People that need the need to help them, but people that don't want to pay, you know, health payments for health insurance. And I think once they stabilize that and, and that comes into effect, <clears throat> hospitals and research and and farm, big farm and and everything related to the the, the medical industry is probably going to spike and 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 really really rise. And obviously, I I'm talking in hypothetical and opinion, but I do believe right because there's in a the sector
0: there's uncertainty in the sector because you know what i'm reading is they don't know how long it'll take it you know to get rid of obamacare and to replace it and what's going to come and usually uncertainty isn't good for a sector but you're still you still like it despite that
2: well,
4: I do i i want to say if you're in that sector maybe more than no more than five eight percent of your money should be in that particular slice of the pie but if you remember i've been preaching on the show for the past seven years the main reason why I love the healthcare sector, sector, the ETF I use XLV, is because they have a monopoly, and I've said that on a show, this show probably maybe 30 times or more. It had a legit monopoly, and, and one of the things that I love what Trump's doing is he's trying to break down state state lines to where health insurance companies have got to compete against each other nationwide versus state lines, and that should be by free market and by pure capitalism. Should uh break that monopoly they have and, and bring and bring the prices lower just based on pure competition, and like i said and, and with that the leaders will the leaders leaders will emerge and just like in any business sector, and if you own those particular equities in that sector you're going to be in probably really good shape all if right you don 't know where sure. it 's going to be you've got to get on while the getting good.
0: Right. Uh, I'm going to take a call, and I'm going to ask you about, you know, this Mark Cuban. He's the guy that's not crazy about Trump. He says this, John, just to to give you a a look at, uh, Josh, we'll get right to you. Automation will lead to unemployment, and the world needs to prepare for it. Business mogul Mark Cuban urged on Monday following warnings from technology leaders on the impact of robots and artificial intelligence. The Dallas Maverick owner did not uh, elaborate or offer recommendations, but tweeted his message that says automation is going to cause unemployment and we need to prepare for it. There's no fighting technology, though, is there, John? But it might be. uh, So he's kind of warning us, you know, that that could could hurt us long term.
4: You know who's a big proponent of that? And, and by the way, I agree reluctantly with Mark Cuban, who I can't stand. But uh, I I, I reluctantly agree with him. It's only a matter of time before the world, not just the United States of America, but the world is socialized altogether to where you get X amount of food, X amount of shelter, X amount of health care, et cetera, and you enjoy life for X amount of years, and then your time is over. And the reason for that is what he's talking about. And the person I really admire and who I'm really into, politics don't agree, but he is a genius, he's a legit genius is elon musk elon musk is always talking about that and for you folks listening out there elon musk is the ceo of tesla and spacex elon musk is he he talks about artificial intelligence which was was what you're talking about to a robot it's inevitable unless we just halt the production of ai or artificial intelligence it's inevitable you know whether whether it's a surgeon or an investment advisor. X Y Z. You know, they even have robots. They they clean. They can show up to your house and and fix a plumbing plumbing problem uh, or an electrical problem. Or so, there's so many things out there. Obviously, GM experienced the, the in, in the auto industry experienced this in the early, late 60s, early 70s. But it's advanced so quickly now, and it's so strong and it's so powerful that it's a, it's inevitable. They're, the artificial intelligence is just that good. And it's wanting to get
0: better. All right. But where does that leave us long term in our economy when you, when when you, you know, so, and there's no fighting it. I agree. And if you take a look at how many people worked at Lordstown, how many work there now as as a result of automation. But I mean, then who's going to pay the taxes in for people that are on Social Security? The money I'm paying in now goes out to current retirees. How do you keep that system afloat? And how do you, uh, you, you you know what do, what do you do with our people then at at that point in time? I'll let you talk about that momentarily. But Josh is on the end of the line. Make sure you have John on permanent uh, on permanent back there for me, Steve. And Josh, you're on the air with uh, John Arnold. Go ahead. Are you there, Josh? Hello. Do I have yeah, Josh? Here. Okay, here. go ahead. Well, what's your question, Josh?
4: Hey, the first question I have. I got two parts here. Um i'm I'm drawing a blank damn
0: um, well you gotta you gotta come up with it pretty quick here buddy uh, oh what no, is it trump,
4: trump yeah. um executive orders and whatnot. I'm not sure if he's the right guy to ask, but as far as his executive orders that are that are helping our economy, is there any way that you think Trump can? push that through after the executive order and get things made into law so that the next president in four or hopefully eight years can't just start undoing things like he's undoing Obama's stuff.
0: All right. Comment, John. Did we lose John? Go ahead.
4: To be truly honest there, I, that's more of a political show commenting. I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't have a you know, any kind of political background. right I can not I d I d I can't I can't even I can't begin to even answer that question because it's all hypothetical. I got, and I apologize because I know that's that's not the good answer, but Josh the true answer is I have no I have no damn idea and, and neither do you and neither does anybody. But a uh, political uh, science uh, guy on the show or maybe a lawyer uh, might be able to answer that question better.
0: I'm the only guy Josh that knows everything. All right, well, Josh, it's thank you.
4: wrong, but you got to pay for
0: it. Right. Thank you, Josh, for your call. I appreciate it. News Radio 570 on Any comments or questions you have for John Arnold? 729-9977, 729-9977. John will be with us right up until 7 o'clock tonight. But you, you, did, did you get what I was saying prior to taking that guy's call? I mean, when this guy's talking about robotics, how do you keep a system afloat? I know you can't fight technology, but the money I'm paying now goes out to current retirees. I mean, if you go with what these guys are saying, what the hell are we all going to do
4: well you the the irony is you can't fight technology but if you fight technology you've actually reversed what's got us here in the first place which is capitalism if you say to elon musk and anybody at the same brains as elon musk that hey we're going to cap this artificial intelligence out you're no longer allowed to produce anything except maybe for like war robots or something like that yeah and then we're talking science fiction here but the truth is it's, it's common you are creating your own social society if you do that but then if you don't, you're gonna create a socialist society. You're rocking a hard place, the end if you do, the end if you don't. But here's where I see the future is for our kids, my kids. You know, they are they are implementing what's called coding into the school systems now. So people you know, you and I we knew how we, we got taught how to recursive and, and do this and do that and score ABCs. These kids are now going through elementary school being introduced to what's called coding. Uh, which is obviously computer language. So, you know, it's a whole different paradigm and it's a whole different um, world that's coming up. But if I think if your kids or your children and the future of America aligns with what's going to happen, and, and, you know, obviously it's either service industry or technical services are going to be all right. But uh, I, w- I do believe that we've created our own prison. That's the truth, and that's, I guess that's the best way to put it. That uh, the world is creating its own presence with artificial intelligence. In the meantime, I say, you know, don't. It can't be a doomsday because you put your head in the sand, you're going to light's going to pass you by. So, you know, you, 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 my thing is, I live life to the fullest, and uh, hopefully, they cap this artificial intelligence so the race, the human race, you know, has a way to put money in their pockets and feed their families. If not, you are going to be under a dictatorship, whether you like it or not, and. You're going to get X amount of dollars, and you're going to get X amount of units or whatever, and and that's how you're going to live life.
0: Do you think? Do you think, based on what you said, with inflation and interest rates going up, is that still, is the banking sector still one of your favorites? With that being in mind,
4: <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, the banking sector, by far, bar none, is not being even close to it as far as my favorite sector. You know, it took it on the chin for the past couple of years. Trump gets elected. If you look at a chart of what uh, of a of an ETF that I use called KBE, and you look at the day Trump gets elected, and the next day, and you look at a chart, it looks like someone lit a, a, a bottled rocket, like I said, and just and just blew off the top. Um, it, it it's you know the the central banks are make you know obviously are are, are going to make a comeback, but more importantly, regional banks, the Huntington's of the world, those are the guys that are are really going to make make some runs and. Uh, if you could take some risk and you understand what you're getting into, I think the potential in banking is unlimited. You look at listen, you want to talk about the great you can make a movie on the greatest comeback story that I know of, that I personally know of. And that's called home savings and loan. You look at UCFC stock. They were on, they were a C and D. I want you to think about that. They were a C and D cease and desist in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I think they were ready to collapse and literally just lose complete Ownership of the, of the of the of the of the business, they are now. I want to say they're trading in the mid eights. Uh, you know, if if you were smart enough to get to get um into that stock or keep that stock, you just made a bunch of money. But Home Savings alone is actually buying banks now, and that, and that should that should be incredible for the consumer to hear. They went from a C and D to now they're buying banks. And and they're very very strong, and the team that they the team they put together, the executive team and, and, the, and the branches, it's it, it's unbelievable. Like I, you talk I mean it just it would be like that Buffalo Bills comeback, and uh, the championship versus the Hoy, the Oilers. It's that equivalent to that kind of comeback. It, it's it's amazing. So answer your question, example form absolutely banking my number one retail stock.
0: But when you talk about it, I mean, is a lot of this activity that you're talking about as a result of him wanting to get rid of Dodd-Frank. And can that take us right back to where to create the same type of mess that we had, uh, That the reason why it was put in?
4: No, Ron. And you said that before. So I'm adamant about this. You know, the people that are running banks are, are not they are not stupid. The reason why they're there is because they're so intelligent. They're so educated. Believe me when I tell you, I think they've learned their lesson now that's not to say that uh, you're not going to have any more banking frauds or in this you know i don't I don't my here's my point I don't think anybody coming in with an 8000 thousand dollar joint income is going to get a million dollar loan from any bank I, and that's my firm belief if you if you take and take Frank out if you put it in at this at this at this stage in the game, I don't believe there's a bank or a bank manager or an underwriter out there that's going to sign off on it simply because they've learned their lesson. And that's the thing I I try to tell folks. If someone's a criminal, someone's a criminal. I don't care how many laws and how many restrictions and how many uh, compliance officers you put in place, a good criminal or a good uh, jerk is going to somehow wiggle their way way in, and they're going to figure out how to beat the system temporarily. In this case, it's not like that, because the banking system's all on the same team. They also, they don't want this Dodd-Frank reinstituted. They don't want the, this big magnifying glass on their executives and their, their, their branch managers and their underwriting team. And they also want to turn a profit for their shareholders. That combined, from a common sense perspective, says they're going to do their own underwriting without Dodd-Frank, and they're going to make sure it's firmer. And, and, and I, I firmly believe in that system. And Dodd-Frank was over the top. I, I say it main many times; it was over the top, and it hurt a lot of banking, and hurt a lot of uh, hurt a lot of individuals. So people, Joe Schmo, with 720 credit scores, which is a good credit score, making together joint income, say 80, grand, had a hard time getting a house loan. You know, with 10 or 20 percent down, they had to give them their their hair and their blood type, et cetera. And I'm exaggerating, but it was just over the top. Now, I think you're going to have common sense restrictions come in. I think you're going to have just common sense underwriting over overall. I think they're going to make the shareholders happy, and I think they're going to stay off the regulator's uh, magnifying glass at the same time. So the long answer to the question is absolutely. I do believe that Dodd Frank going away or deregulating, I should say, is a good thing, and I think the, the banks will self manage themselves better. And unfortunately, it took them. Uh, it took them getting hit. Hit across the face with a sledgehammer to uh, to figure that out, but they have got hit with a sledgehammer, and I think they're going to make it
0: happen. All right, let's go to another caller, uh, Steve. Let's uh, Ray, go ahead with your thoughts for John tonight.
4: Hey, John,
3: glad to see you back on Mondays. What are what is your GDP
0: estimations or your guesses for the next four years? And I'll hang up and listen to your answer. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, Okay, did we lose him or do we still have John with us there? Okay, hang on. Okay, John, what, uh, you heard Ray's question. (laughs) Kind of a, kind of a tough scenario. GTB predictions for the next four years, John. Did we have him there? John, are you there?
4: Yeah, we got disconnected. Um, oh, I'm please, sorry. Can you repeat the question. Yeah,
0: he, uh, right. Right. Really Want to know what do you, what do you see as far as GDP predictions? If you if you had to look out for the next four years, where do you think uh, GDP is heading?
4: Boy, that's a tough one. Um, I'm just going to give you a vague answer because that's all I'm allowed to say. I'm going to say it increases and it increases significantly. Uh, that's my, that's my firm answer without breaking compliance. I would turn the question
0: over. Is it Ray on the line? Uh, yeah, but he he hung up. He just asked the question. Wow. Want to know what, what, <laughs> well, where, what you what you thought would happen? I don't, don't have a clue.
4: What
0: do you think? I don't. You know what? I I it's uh, it, it, these are going to be really, really I think interesting times as time goes on. When you when you say. You know, when you read things like, I'm all for Trump with this, uh, you know, build it in America and uh, put the, the, here's what's weird, as I say, you got the head of Under Armour that's sitting on a committee with Trump to try to bring manufacturing back to America and you have knuckleheads that, uh, for whatever reason, want to boycott Under Armour. And I'm thinking, how could you want to boycott a, a guy because he's sitting with Trump trying to bring manufacturing back to America? You also have people that are saying, well, you know, if you stop this stuff from Mexico and kind of stuff you're going to have inflation because it's going to cost more here and you're going to really uh, hurt the economy long term because it, it will cost you more to buy your particular goods and the, what what retaliation could come from that? So to a degree, there's people that, that create what uncertainty out there. I happen to be on the Trump train and think that he's going in the right direction for America and for the future of our country. But there's a lot of people who say, you know what, uh, this could backfire. So I don't know where the GDP will go. I I I think the guy's right. I mean, I think you need to bring jobs back to the country. I think people got to have a place to work. I I like everything he's doing with. With that, and I have no problem. But you know, a lot of people are trying to fight him already on the, on this idea of a border tax, saying that uh, you know that that they wouldn't support it. I don't know if he'd be able to get that passed. Do you?
4: I do think he. I think he's going to be able to get it passed. I do. The, the, one of the reasons, the underlying reasons why I'm pro Trump is the guy always finds a way to get the job done. You might beat him once or twice. You might win a couple battles against him. Overall, Trump's going to win the war, and and that's something he's just really good at. I think I don't think everything he's going to try to put through is going to come through. That is one thing I think is going to come through because that's his only weapon to to build the wall and to fund the wall. That's his only weapon to to battle, you know, our our jobs going to India and China for five bucks an hour, which by the way blows my mind that our American workers aren't 100 percent by on Trump because he's the only one fighting for them. Anyways, another subject, another day. But I will say. And, and just so you know, listeners out there, I'm not allowed to quote numbers. I'm not allowed to give prediction on numbers, but I can, I can talk vaguely. And, that, and that's a compliance thing. So I do believe that GDP is going to increase. I do believe it's going to increase <clears throat> aggressively. Uh, it could cause an inflationary environment that we don't want, but I do believe because of the same reasons like you said, Ron, that uh, I think the guy gets the job done. I think the, the, the business owner, the small business owner and the working man in this country, <clears throat> are really behind Trump, and like I said, I think they can give a damn about the the social issues and what I care about. And, I, and to be frankly honest with you, I could care less myself. What I care about, where I care about, is our men and women bringing home paychecks and bringing home an affordable health care and benefits plan to their families, so they can leave live a nice, open. American productive life, and I think right. that's how
0: America feels. I just really hope we get rid of what I would call a malaise like type feeling that I think we've had over eight years. Yeah, we're doing better than when Bush was president, and we have job growth that's out there, but it's been mediocre job growth. And I think you know we we continue to look at stagnant wages and the middle classes is declining in ten and eleven twelve dollar an hour jobs. There's a, there there's just like there seems to be no no spark, if you will, John. And I think there's a little bit of a spark now, which you know consumer confidence confidence. confidence is how you feel about the economy. And I think that that helps people feel like there is, uh, there is uh, hope in, in, in increases spending and what have you. So I'm, I'm somewhat optimistic. But from the, uh, from the situation you were, that that you were saying, you always look for like a buying opportunity to get into the market. So if you, so if what you're saying, if you get that five or 10% downturn in the next, uh, what, week or two, then that's when you will, with some of your new clients, uh, inject them more into the market. Is that accurate?
4: <clears throat> yeah, just vaguely timing the thing out. Let's say it starts to fall, say next week, end of the week, fall three or four percent, and by maybe mid March, it's down maybe it's fall six percent. That's a good that's a good value entry. That's that's a good place to plug into the market with my new money and clients that were sit on the sidelines and say, hey, you know, what? I think we got an opportunity here to buy this thing right. Uh, you know, where that, that pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered, where that term comes from is just that. I don't want to get slaughtered. And so if we, if we plug our clients, if we plug the clients in right, at the right conditions, I truly believe in my heart, we can, uh, we have an opportunity, and I'm very confident to have a really nice year together. Um, and, and, and that's that. So probably plug back in and the march beginning of april
0: all right john arnold's with us every monday night at six and of course john explain to people how uh, to clients that come to you how you charge and how they can get a hold of you and uh, what you do for them john
4: yeah what we do is uh we charge one percent a year based on the account value so if you've lost money we've lost profit if you have gained more money we've gained more money and we don't charge we don't charge trading costs we don't charge custodial fees we don't charge ira fees um my, my particular RAP account, we, we take care of all of that. And then, and we also, something I do, I think we, that we changed up this past month is, I think is significant. We bill on a monthly basis, meaning that instead of charging a client 1% and billing it quarterly, we charge them now monthly. That, and the reason why is because it's a lesser hit to their portfolio. But more importantly, we can we can reevaluate, uh, and, and if they've lost money in that month, and we have too. Um, it's really more fair to the client, and and, and in my opinion, it it gets more of their money working. So, again, 1% uh, based on the account values, uh, billed monthly, and uh, no commissions, which I think people really love, and that means I'm a fiduciary. I've been a fiduciary since 2007. And uh, you can reach us at 330-965-9890. We give free consultations on the first consultation a lot of times people just like this week have called me on um, an hour and say, what can you do to help me with my 401k? Okay. We've helped them. They weren't even a client. They didn't even ask their last name or their phone number. Helped them. Uh, they were good to go. And then you can, you can find us uh, on Star Center Boulevard. So uh, we're right up we're past uh, Tiddy Kinney Road up on the right. You turn in there, take a left. We're the last building on the left. All right, we have a new sign being made uh, that should be up in the next week or so. Uh, but we're the last building on the left. And uh, like I said, we're free consultations and no pressure whatsoever.
0: Absolutely. And a phone number once again,
4: 330-965-9890. You can check us out at www.jawealth.net.
0: All right, thank you, John. Appreciate it. John's here every Monday at 6. All right, John Arnold, News Radio 570 WKBN. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks to the good folks at Stadium GM in the heart of Salem.